What's going on everybody? This is Lee and you are listening to the Business Startup Channel, a place where we take and help people go from a nine to five into business ownership and then independence. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Rick, Rick Martinez. I've known Rick for quite some time. A um, couple of things about Rick. He majored in political science. He's been in the real estate industry since 1995. He's been licensed since 2005. Uh, he served on the board of National Association of Hispanic Real Estate. So he is a member of many other committees and he's also currently a board member for California Association of Realtors and Pacific West Coast Association. Pacific West Association. Pacific West Association. So Rick, tell me, how did you originally get started in real estate? The real estate industry, I uh, began uh, as a property manager for a company back then was called IAMC, which is Irvine Apartment Management Corporation. Um, I believe that they've changed. This was back in 1995. Um, but they are the branch of the Irvine company that manages all of their large communities in Irvine, which are owned by the Irvine company. Uh, and uh, that's started my industry, or started in the industry uh, as a property manager, uh, managing about 650 units over off of uh, Culver and Michelson. Oh, that's a big, that's a big property <laughs> to manage. Wow. <laughs> now, Rick, in your opinion, what is the state of the industry today here in Southern California and nationally? Let's say if somebody is looking to buy a home, the state of the industry at this point uh, is we are experiencing. It looks like a little bit of a purported recession, possibly a, a little bit of a slowdown. Uh, everybody's been talking about it. Economic indicators look like uh, it does show that we're going to be flatlining, uh, possibly losing a little bit of ground. Not anything similar to what happened in 07, uh, in 08. Uh, it's going to be much, much more subdued. It was a different environment in 07 and 08. It was a wild, wild west. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, fortunately for us, uh, they changed the requirements for people looking to buy property. Uh, back then, they, they were much more liberal with their with their approval processes, the banks, and because of so many people that were unable to to really sustain the uh, purchase of a home, a lot of people lost out. The banks paid the price, and was left with the. Um, Footing the bill was the taxpayer. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, at this point, uh, we've had some good years of gains since about 2008, nine. We've we've gained a few. Um, if you lost money in 07, probably gained it all back. But it does look like there's going to be a slight decline. The normal recession, normal seasonal recession, which happens in October, November, December, which is real estate tends either flatline or maybe go down three to five percent. How? When you were in 2007-8, how did you experience that initial hit? It was shocking to us uh, in 08. There were, there were a lot of contraction in the real estate industry uh, with a lot of companies closing out, going out of business. We saw a lot of people uh, losing their houses, walking away from their houses because they lost their jobs because the economy uh, took a, a really big tumble. I mean, mm -hmm. I think they compared that to, uh, to the 1920s. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of agents fell out. I think uh, a 
our numbers at the board show we lost in the neighborhood of 30% of realtors in California. We went from about 15,000 down to about 10,000. Uh, we've climbed back up to about 12,000, and uh, we don't know how this next minor recession, if we have one, will shake out, but we may lose a few. Gotcha. Which actually leads me right to my next question, and that is, what do you think, or how do you think the market will behave in the next five years, uh, be it Southern California or nationally? Nationally, well, all real estate and all politics is local. Uh, nationally, I know that some areas are burgeoning. There's a lot of uh, uh, areas on the East Coast that have not lost, uh, that may not suffer any kind of recession or very little. Uh, here in Southern California, specifically um, Orange County, uh, Riverside area, um, the, the market looks like for the next five years, uh, and I say this with a caveat, I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> if I did, I'd be buying lottery tickets. I wouldn't be selling real estate. Um, but if you had to, if I had to guess, if I had to venture a guess, I would say we're probably going to flatline for the next couple of years. Uh, and then eventually, because there's, there's a lot of space between incomes and property values and buying a home. So a lot of people that right now can't buy a property because their income is just not high enough to afford what the median price house or a price of a home is in specifically Orange County, uh, uh, LA County, which is in the neighborhood of $700,000. Wow. Um, so we're going to need incomes to come up and they've been steadily coming up uh, for about the, the past two, three years. Uh, but once that happens, uh, and maybe there's a little bit of compression in price, maybe the difference in incomes and in price will make for another uh, increase in, in prices. So I, I think in the next five years, maybe two, three years, a flat line, and maybe, hopefully, uh, an increase in price sometime in the next five years. Okay. Rick, besides real estate, what else do you do? What, where do you have other experience, especially when it comes to business? Um, I... Uh, I like to uh, help my my girlfriend and her family run a restaurant in Anaheim, which uh, is really a good place to eat, by the way. Uh, the description is going to be in the links down below if you're in Anaheim and you want to try some really awesome Mexican food. We specialize, thank you, Lee. Uh, we specialize in homemade Mexican food. Um, uh, my girlfriend is from Michoacan, and her family helps manage the the business. Uh, it's we just passed the two-year mark, so I think we're we're out of the the danger zone, as some some would describe of the business. Uh, some businesses, as you know, might be undercapitalized, mm -hmm. uh, maybe not not enough knowledge going into it. But luckily, you know, they they believe and we believe that if you have good food, if you have a clean restaurant, and if you treat people well, they're going to tell their friends and. We always appreciate that. And where is your restaurant located exactly? It's in Anaheim. It's right on the corner of Magnolia Avenue and Cerritos. Uh, for many people, if you don't know the Anaheim area that much, it's really close to the Super King markets. Okay. Uh, we share a wall with the Super King markets. And we welcome anybody who would like to come and try our food. Did you get into the restaurant business? So you were doing real estate and now you're doing the restaurant basically two things at the same time is that correct I am um, I'm helping I'm helping them with the back office mm -hmm. the management of the business I don't cook I don't know how to cook 
I help clean tables a little bit. I bust tables. I smile and I and I uh, uh, I ring up the, the register, um, and I just make sure that everything runs smoothly. But the food is solely taken care of by them, and there are a ton of compliments about the food. It's very well. By the way, the name of the restaurant is Asadero Mexican Grill, and it's spelled with a Z. I know that the, the correct spelling is with an S, but we specifically misspelled it to, to give us a little bit of spice. That's awesome. So, just so you guys know, if you're watching this or listening to this, whether it's a podcast or YouTube, all of the description will be below so you can find them and come and check them out. Rick, next question for you is, is this um, what has the restaurant business taught you thus far it is a lot tougher than it looks the restaurant industry uh, we had this conversation a little while ago but I, I liken it to a uh, to a newborn the only thing is a newborn will sleep for two three hours at a time the restaurant uh, never never sleeps there is always something that needs to be done from the moment before you open the doors to the clients, to every client that's inside the restaurant, to the moment that you close the doors, you have to clean and prepare for the next day. You have to make sure that the supply is there, that the employees are there, the coverage, that uh, consistency is of utmost importance in a restaurant. Would you say your real estate background helped you run the operations of today? And if, and if so, how can you bridge that for us? The, uh, the real estate industry, is sales just like the sale of food. So I've always thought, and one of my first jobs was working for Circuit City back in 1990. Sales is a job I think that every young person should do at least part-time because it's, it's so instrumental of teaching you about human habits and people's, people's buying decisions and how they come to a decision uh, to, to spend money on things that they need in life and how they budget. Um, so, both jobs are related to sales. Um, they're both customer service uh, related jobs. So, we firmly believe both in the restaurant and in my business that the customer is always right, even if they're not, because that's that's an important aspect of uh, business that I think is is forgotten about and is lost in and sometimes trying to make sure that food is done properly, that the plates come out on time, that the table's clean. You, you can you can never forget about the customer service. And, and in both industries, that's probably the, the most important aspect. Here's an interesting question for you, Rick. <clears throat> if you were to go back to when you're 20 years old and you could give yourself two pieces of advice, that was all you had, just two, what would you tell your 20-year-old self now? if you could do that? Um, I would have said uh, finish school faster, number one. And number two, buy real estate much, much, much sooner than I did. Mm -hmm. um, real estate houses in 1990 were in the neighborhood of 150 to $200,000 that are now going for $600,000. Um, real estate continues to be worldwide a spectacular investment here in the United States. Uh, we both know of people that come from other countries. The, the Asian market mm -hmm. comes here to buy real estate because they understand that our system is about as secure as you can get in the world. Um, they, they understand that you have to buy real estate and it has to be a long-term proposition. You don't buy real estate for a year or two. It's not the stock market. 
It has to be a long-term goal, but you know that the graph always goes up and to the right <laughs> consistently, even with a few peaks and valleys that we've had with 2008, mm -hmm. 2007. Historically, real estate will always be the best investment you can make for the long-term. So long-term strategy. Long-term strategy, buy real estate now. Uh, also, the rental market is expanding drastically in Southern California, especially in uh, Orange County, LA County. Well, tell me about that. Let's say I want to purchase a property in Orange County um, and I want to rent it out. What are some of the difficulties that I will face being here in Southern California if I wanted to go that route? In particular in California, the, the political environment has changed. There is now, um, there are now rent control laws in, uh, in all of the state. It was passed by the state legislature. It was put before the, um, the voters mm -hmm. in November. The voters struck it down uh, dominantly. It was a 20 point difference. Mm -hmm. But in the infinite wisdom of the legislature, uh, they decided, uh, because they have a governor that, that supports their, mm -hmm. their ideas of rent control, uh, to pass it. And because there is a supermajority, California is basically a one-party state. There's a supermajority. And um, if whatever they want to do, they're going to get through, and they did. And they, we now have rent control, and we have 5% caps uh, for rent rental increases, um, and a couple other things. But still buying property is an excellent investment uh, for renter, for renters for renting out uh, in Orange County and in LA County if you can get into it because it's so expensive yes um, requirements are 20% down usually if you're gonna buy a property for uh, investment um, but renter uh, believe Orange Orange County is near the 50% mark of the populations in each of the cities being renters. Mm -hmm. In LA County, it's up over 60%. So you're never going to be short renters in, in Orange <laughs> County or in LA County. Which, if you think about it, is great if you're, if you're following the plan, which I would have followed when I was 20, had I known what I know now, right? Um, it, would have been, it would have been great to own property. Probably I could have three, four houses now and they would probably be paid off by now. Um, not to mention because that was 30 years ago, but because now the, the environment is such that if you own property and you rent it out, somebody else is making your mortgage payment for you. <laughs> and that's never a bad thing. In today's real estate, where do you think the new realtors make the biggest mistakes? Um, underestimating this, interest in, uh, this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, this industry is very difficult. This is, uh, there is a lot, there are a lot of realtors in California, specifically Orange County and LA County. Um, and there's a limited amount of uh, transactions that can happen. Just because not everybody sells their house now, uh, as a matter of fact, that's changed. It used to be every seven years, and now it's changing to 12 to 15 years oh, now, wow. the average. Um, so you're getting a lot less people selling houses, which means a lot less transactions. And if you have a lot more realtors, mm -hmm. that just means there's a little bit of a thinning of the herd going on right now. Gotcha. Uh, so there's a lot. There is a lot not of a lot of business, but uh, it, 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 this, is, this is a numbers game. This is a numbers business, mm -hmm. like sales. Um, and the more people you talk to, the more people you touch, the more success you will usually have. But if 
you sit in your office and you wait for the business to show up, you're going <laughs> to go broke and you're going to die of starvation. <laughs> so you have to go out and hunt the business down. And uh, it's important to, to sign up with a broker that gives you that guidance. Um, if, you, if you don't, um, you, you may not last too long in the business because it's a difficult business. Gotcha. In the last 10 years, Rick, have you had an aha moment where it was like something just a door open and you said, wow, I'm going to do this now with, with what I'm doing? Like, have you had anything like that? Um, I guess the aha moment was realizing that there are a lot of, with me in particular, um, I'm bilingual, so I speak uh, Spanish, and there are a lot of families that have been saving and are not, I'm not aware of a lot of programs that are available to people with first-time buyer requirements. There are down payment assistance programs, there's low down payment programs, there's programs to help them with the closing costs, there are grants. There's a lot of different things that are available to people who really want to buy. If you have, even the requirements, your FICO score doesn't even have to be high. It can be a 620, it'd be as low as a 600 to buy a house. <laughs> Interest rate won't be the best. It'll be a little bit higher, but we're not talking about twice as much. We're talking about one to one and a half percent more than, which are historic rates right now at about 4%. Mm -hmm. So um, my aha moment was realizing that there are a lot of people that have some down payment, but not enough. And even if you have the majority or half of it, you can usually find somebody else, mm -hmm. the government program, a lender, uh, a grant that will help mm -hmm. supplement what it is that you need to buy a house so you can stop renting. Okay. Because although the market is increasing, <laughs> we're getting a lot more renters mm -hmm. for whatever reason. There are a lot of people that are speculating about why people don't buy houses as much anymore. Mm -hmm. There are still people that need it, and um, I'm, I'm willing to help uh, because there's nothing more rewarding than handing somebody the first set of keys to oh, their yes. house. Now, if Rick, if somebody is, let's say, is now out of college and they, they want to get into real estate, so I guess this is very similar to the 20-year-old self-question, but this is for, let's say, somebody who, who you don't know and you could give them one piece of advice, what would that be? To get into real estate? Mm -hmm. One piece of advice, I would say um, get a, one of the things that I was, I was lucky to have done is when I got into the industry in 2005 as a salesperson, I, I had been around the real estate block and I had a well-rounded education. I knew how to sell a loan. Uh, I knew about uh, the legal side, the evictions, the contract. Uh, I knew about uh, notarizing loans because I did all these things before and managing properties before I actually got my license. Um, I would say talk to a couple of real estate professionals, interview them, ask them what you asked right now. What are the most difficult things in the real estate industry? What, um, what things do they recommend if you're getting into the industry? Um, what are the pitfalls? What is, where do you start? The best thing in real estate is, number one, to find, to find a good niche or niche, I think I've heard it pronounced. Either way, I say niche. Find, find something that makes you passionate. For me, it's the first time buyers. That's spectacular. I love helping investors too. Um, but there's nothing more special than handing somebody the keys. And that motivates me. That makes me happy. That makes me work harder. That makes me 
fight more for the client when I know that at the end of this uh, this journey that takes you know 45 days, maybe 60 days sometimes, the um, the payoff to them is amazing. It's awesome to hold the keys to your first house. Let's say somebody's thinking about buying their very first house. If you could tell them some information, let's say someone they they really just don't know anything about the industry, but like, hey, I wanna I wanna buy a house. What should that client be aware of before they talk to you? Well, I think a, the good place to start is to sit down with an agent who specializes in first-time buyers. Not all agents do. Uh, and sit down and ask all kinds of questions. Sit down and ask exactly what you've asked. What do I need to do? What programs are available to help me? How much money do I need to start? How many houses have you sold? How long have you been in the industry? What are you doing? Those are key questions that I probably would not have asked 20 years ago, but now I look at it and I think, yeah, what qualities do I want in an agent? I want somebody who's going to fight for home ownership. Uh, that's what we do at the, at the boards that I'm a member of, California Association of Realtors and the Pacific West Association of Realtors. We fight to make the environment for home buyers as, as good as possible, as positive. We fight for homeowners' rights. And part of the homeowners' rights is fighting against rent control. Um, those, those are those are things that your realtor, if he really takes the business seriously, mm -hmm. should know about. He has to be aware, he has to be uh, a well-rounded professional in the industry and understand what changes are going on, what to look out for, because that's why buyers come to us. That's why we, that's why we are who we are, because we're real estate counselors first and foremost. You come to us because you want to make sure that you're making a wise decision. Just like before you start medication, you ask a doctor. <laughs> yeah. and you say, hey doc, uh, take my blood. What do you think? What should I do? Well, you know, your blood sugar's high, so maybe we need to watch the sweets. You take that advice first, and usually most people will follow the doctor's advice um, because they know that those that's somebody who's been in their industry, studied a lot to get there, and um, knows, knows quite a bit about what is good for you and what's bad for you. You just mentioned that you are a member of some boards. Can you tell me how that has benefited you as a real estate agent, let's say, versus a real estate agent who is not on the board of directors for something like that? That is an excellent question because when I got on the board, I, I almost didn't really know what that was about. I got on the board because of really interest, just I'm curious. Um, but you realize that Legislation is huge in real estate. Mm. It goes hand in hand. You cannot avoid your the political climate in California and extricate yourself as a realtor because they go hand in hand. Real estate is one of the most regulated industries uh, in, in California. Um, and as a board member, we are at the forefront. Uh, we're the tip of the spear as far as what goes on in the industry, what changes are going on. We're the stewards of real estate. We're the people that are entrusted with making sure that we educate our members, which are other realtors, mm -hmm. about what's going on, what the climate is, how legislation may negatively impact home buyers, home owners, uh, and it's our job to get the word out and to lead the pack and help them understand what what benefits them and what doesn't benefit them 
Um, and uh, sometimes we pay out of our own pocket to fight against things that we feel that would not benefit home buyers or homeowners, potential home buyers and homeowners. What would you say to someone who is maybe a foreigner who's looking to buy property in the United States? Is there any, is there a different process or what are the steps? I guess, how would you guide somebody towards that? Well, uh, there are some lenders that I work with as well who do what, what are called ITIN loans. ITIN is I-T-I-N. I think it, it's referred to as in, uh, a temporary identification number. If you, if you work in California, you can declare taxes. And even if you don't have a social, you can uh, apply for a temporary identification number from the IRS. Uh, that will allow you to declare taxes um, and to be able to buy things that are permitted to be purchased like cars uh, and now real estate because certain lenders will do ITIN loans. The only problem with the ITIN loans is that the down payment is bigger because it's a big risk for the lender. Uh, the interest rate is considerably higher. The interest rates right now, normal for first-time buyers, are about 4%, but with an ITIN loan, the interest rate is closer to 9%. Um, down payment is a minimum of 30% usually. Okay. Um, it's around that. So if it were somebody who uh, were coming in here, and of course if you have all cash, most people don't, but if you have all cash, you don't need to buy a loan, you can just buy real estate mm -hmm. as long as you have a California ID. Uh, and then you, you know, you'll have to get an ITIN anyway to report taxes, the property taxes. Is the foreign market or buyers, is it strong in, in, in as of today, which is 2019? It is extremely strong. Many, many buyers, particularly from China, uh, from Japan, from India, from Pakistan, from Russia, from um, uh, the, the former Soviet uh, countries, Ukraine, um, Bosnia. We get a lot of people that come to this country because they understand that this country is very secure. The economy is very secure, it's strong. Even in our most weakest uh, states, uh, in 08, for example, we recovered from that within a year or two years. Some countries, if they were to go through something like that, it may take generations to recover from that. Mm -hmm. But you know, our, our capitalist system makes it so that we, we recover quickly. So if, let's say, a foreigner was to come to you and somebody who's local, how different is the process to get the wheels turning to become a homeowner? It's a little bit different. Um, a foreigner, a foreign uh, national, can own property here in, uh, in the United States. You know, like in some countries, I believe, south of the border, you can't own property unless you are a citizen. Mm -hmm. Here in this country, you don't have to be. You just need, uh, like I mentioned, ID, mm -hmm. uh, and then pay your property taxes every year, and they won't take the house from you, even if you pay cash. Um, uh, the, the process is a little bit different, it's a little more complicated, it requires more cash, um, but it, it is uh, doable. The best thing is probably to speak to somebody uh, who has a specialization in that uh, area of expertise. Uh, usually those are people uh, you will see marketing their services in your country. Gotcha. Um, and because they, they do those kinds of transactions frequently. Mm -hmm. So that's the best place to start. I'm not an expert on that. Um, and uh, it would behoove someone to find a realtor. I do know people that do that, so if you want a recommendation, I can always Absolutely, so if, if someone needs help, at least they could, through you, find I can recommend somebody who is specifically from their country as well, because you want to know, before you make a purchase of five, six, seven hundred thousand or more, mm -hmm. um, 
you know exactly what you're doing before you do it. What are some of the aspects of your current business within real estate that you could spend more time on or that you would like to spend more time on? Or is there anything you'd like to spend less time on? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, always, I'm always tweaking the business. Um, I, we can always, always do more marketing, always. There's, uh, there, I don't think there's ever a maximum of marketing that you can do, ever. Um, I, in particular, don't like doing videos. I know that everybody says it's the wave of the future, 10, 20 second bites, um, is, uh, gets, gets a lot of vis uh, views, uh, likes, and a lot of exposure. Um, I like doing emails, I like doing texting, I like face-to-face, -face, shaking hands, because um, the honest truth is that people will use or will hire people that they trust. And how do you develop trust for somebody? You shake their hand, you look them in the eye, and, um, you say, I trust this guy, or I don't trust this guy, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, use him. Um, but I, I definitely, I, I need to do a little bit more marketing. Uh, I don't use uh, Facebook as much as I should. Uh, I use Instagram sparingly, but um, I, I do, I personally do a lot of walking neighborhoods. I, I have what we call farms, uh, and, and I personally walk, and I put flyers in everybody's door, giving them updates. Um, I'm going to be doing more now that because of the changes in rent control um, as far as uh, investors because I deal with, with a lot of investors. Those are things that you need to know when you're an investor, uh, especially if you're going to buy a, an apartment or apartments um, or units uh, for rent, duplexes, triplexes. Those are things you need to know before you, before you buy. You've got to know what, what the environment is like. Where in real estate does a lot of the growth come from when it comes to clients? Would you say it's repeating business or would you say it's new clientele? Ideally, it should be 50-50. Um, but I think the majority of real estate business, at least for me, comes from repeat business. Clients who've recommended other people. Because you, whenever you go buy something, you usually ask a friend or a Correct. neighbor or a family member, hey, I want to do this, what do you think about this? People will say, oh yeah, I did that, uh, I used so-and-so, and that was somebody that led me through and, had, and gave me a, you know, a smooth transaction, didn't, didn't give me uh, a hard time, uh, walked me through the process, I understood and I felt like I was served uh, properly, I felt that I was protected. But that's one of our requirements as a realtor. We have what's called um, uh, a duty to make sure that our clients are, um, are protected, whether we get paid or not. It's called a fiduciary duty. Um, attorneys have the same duty. Um, the, the guys that do uh, investments have the same kind of duty. We have a duty to protect our clients. So you always want to find a, a realtor who will happily protect you, who will happily look you in the eye and say, I'm not sure what we're doing here, but let me, let me go to bat for you. Let me see what I can do to get you the best terms possible. I don't know if that answered your question. That, I think that's pretty clear. Um, here's another one for you. If you had additional resources, which initiatives would you invest in? And is there anything that you would suggest to a client, let's say, who has a certain amount of money, says, I want to invest in real estate? Like, where would you invest or, and, or how would you direct your potential client to invest? Well, it, it depends on what what my client looks like. 
if it's a first-time buyer, obviously the m as much money as you can put down on a house mm -hmm. would be better because the, the payment is lower. As you know, the, the payment is not based on the sales price, it's based on what you owe the bank. Uh, and the more down payment you have, the lower the payment's gonna be. If we're talking about an investor, that's a different set of eyes. Um, an investor is not looking for something for themselves, they're looking for something that will benefit them or get them the most as far as rents are concerned, if we're talking about rents. I don't do a whole lot of commercial, so I can't speak to the commercial as much. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I, I deal mainly with first-time buyers and with investors who buy duplexes and triplexes or apartment buildings. Um, I would say, uh, like for an investor, I would give the advice, buy close to uh, a university, a college, uh, buying close to Orange, uh, Orange Coast College, uh, buying close to Fullerton College or Fullerton University or Western State College. Those are great investments because you'll never be short uh, renters. Know the demographics of an area before you buy, know what the makeup is, know uh, triangulate, know what the rents are, um, go online and find out what rental rates can be, what the minimums are, what the maximum are, and know if you're, if you're going to have to pay a little extra every month mm -hmm. uh, based on rent versus what your, uh, the mortgage cost is, or if you're going to be positive every month. But yeah, the demographics are important, the location, uh, buying close to a school. Um, close to hubs as well, close to malls, because you're going to get a lot of people that want to be close to, say, a stadium, um, uh, a mall, a, a shopping area. People like to live close to where they feel that there's more people that congregate. Good. Over the past, let's say, 10 years or so, have your priorities changed as in how you approach, let's say, new business? Have my priorities changed? Well, um, I feel a change coming on now with the new rent control laws. Um, this, this is something, I'm going to go back to that because it's, it's a very, very different environment. It's a different ballgame now. Um, rent control uh, makes a big difference with the investors that, I'm, uh, that I work with because uh, it changes the rules. Uh, Any time you have a change in laws, you have to be aware of it. You have to have uh, uh, three professionals in life you gotta have. You gotta have your realtor, you gotta have your CPA, and you gotta have your attorney. Those are three people that you always wanna bounce ideas off of. Um, I, that's, that's something now that I'm doing um, frequently. I, I have, uh, I'll call it my, uh, my stall of, of professionals that I go to and I, and I say, hey, uh, this is going on, what do you think? And big changes are afoot. So that might be a, an answer. I may, you may have to ask me in a couple of months when the dust settles here. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, the, the governor recently signed AB 1482. That's the particular law uh, that was passed by both uh, the Senate and the legislature in California. And it was just recently ratified by the governor, I think within the past week. Is this something that you or other realtors in California are currently worried about at, like at the top level or is there anything else that someone should be really worried about right now in this market? That is uh, that is at the top of our list right now. The rent control laws or what they call now rent stabilization laws. Uh, they changed the name. 
because if you know the history of rent control, you know we, we've had rent control in Santa Monica and we've had rent control in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And it's no coincidence that the highest rents are in Santa Monica, LA County, <laughs> and in San Francisco. You know, there are people living on the street in mobile homes because mm -hmm. they can't afford mm -hmm. um, apartments or houses. Uh, and as you know, in Orange County, it's not difficult to find a three-bedroom house with a decent-sized yard priced at about $3,000 a month. Uh, and I understand that it's uh, that that's a burden. That's a burden. That's a, that's a big bill to pay. Um, but at the same time, we have we have a history with rent control and it, and it hasn't done what it was intended to do. Uh, we knew 10 years ago that we had a supply problem in California. We knew it. Mm -hmm. And the legislature and um, the body that, that runs the state hasn't done enough to try and spur more growth for new units because that's really the best way mm -hmm. to control rents or to reduce rents is to put more supply on the market. It's, it's a simple economic theory. Um, we know that this is the this is the fix, but that doesn't happen fast enough. And with uh, issues with CEQA, which is the California Air Quality Act, mm -hmm. um, th those are things that impose more burdens on on contractors. That in turn causes uh, them to sell something because of the higher taxes at a higher price, which increases prices. Um, we know also that uh, issues with rent control in Santa Monica, there are a lot of people that will leave their rental spaces vacant because they don't want to deal with the rent control council. Mm -hmm. And you get fined in Santa Monica if you don't rent something, if you have it vacant, but they would rather pay the fine than deal with rent control council. And you know what we just talked about. If you have less of something, what happens to the value? It goes up. It goes up. It goes up which is what happens. You have less units to rent because they don't want to deal with the laws, prices go up. And this is the problem that we have. We need to flood the market with more, more rental units, more houses, more duplexes, more whatever. That's what we need to do. Um, so this is, this is at the top of the list. Um, the realtor associations, we've all banded together with the Apartment Owners Association with several other entities in California that are that are pro-growth uh, as far as the uh, builders as well. They join the fight. And um, it's a fight we lost recently. And everybody's trying to figure out now how to regroup and uh, get our bearings and, and help California increase supply so that we can reduce prices. Do, do you believe that because of that, a lot of people will either leave California or a lot of the contractors will decide to go elsewhere. We have a steady flow of people leaving California. Mm -hmm. They're heading states like uh, to, uh, to Utah, to Texas, to Nevada, mm -hmm. um, because the cost of living is much lower. As you know, in Texas, you don't have uh, state, in, uh, state income tax. Mm -hmm. um, you, but you, you know the property tax is three percent in Texas. But you can buy what you buy in seven hundred thousand dollars here. Yes. You buy for about two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred thousand over there. Um, so property tax is about the same over there as it is here. But you, your dollar goes a lot further in places like Florida as well. Um, this this rent control also affects 
the, the market as well for sales. Because the more people we have as renters, um, the, the less units there are that are available to buy mm -hmm. if somebody wants to buy. So that, again, okay. it may cause uh, uh, problems. But do I see a steady stream of people leaving California? Yeah, yeah, we've had that. A lot of people have left because the real estate market is, in some ways, unsustainable. Mm -hmm. uh, if you you can't buy what you can't afford, correct. And a lot of people can't afford prices in California, whether it's rent or real estate. In your real estate career, in the past twenty years, have you ever had to work with a business partner? And has there ever been a situation where you really learned something the tough way by working with a business partner? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, a few years ago I had a business partner. Um, and um, it, really the personality comes into play. And uh, I tend to be pretty uh, type A, pretty uh, decisive. And if two type A's come together and have equal share of, uh, of how to manage the business, it can be a little bit difficult. You really have to take a step back. You have to learn to play well with others. Uh, learn to to understand that sometimes you could be wrong, or they could be wrong, but you both have to accept uh, that that possibility. And you have to understand that um, even though you think you know what's best, somebody may know a little more, especially in different areas of a business. Yeah, I think that's a good question because uh, that's something that you don't think about when you go into business with somebody. You both go in gung ho, and you say, you know, you're a professional, I'm a professional. What could go wrong? Mm -hmm. And then you find out what could go wrong, which is, uh, yeah, you, you both have different ways of looking at things. <laughs> Do you have any helpful habits that help you operate day to day? Um, I like to uh, meditation, working out, it's a good stress reliever. When you run your own business, it's stressful. It's extremely stressful. But it's like, it's like the old saying, anything worth having is worth working hard for. And if, somebody, if something pays well, it's not going to be easy. Because if it were easy, everybody would do it. So, um, meditation, stress relief, uh, sometimes just sitting in silence uh, and, and just uh, practice on breathing, practice on uh, just overall relaxation. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you, if you like the, the massage, then you know, go for a massage. If you like acupuncture, go for acupuncture. If, if you like to go bowling you know, one night a week, if you play softball, if you play soccer, anything that helps you relieve stress, that helps get the stress out. Running around is a great way to, <laughs> running around like a little kid is a great way to get stress out. Uh, that's, that's uh, to me, it's, it's huge relief. Huge relief, uh, it helps you renew. Taking vacations, save a little money, and then no matter what, go on vacation, take three, four days off, go to Vegas. Go what, to, what's your favorite place to vacation? Um, I'm, I like either going in the winter, I like going to the mountains, We'll go to Big Bear and spend a weekend, um, or uh, in the summer, I'd probably like to go to Vegas and, and spend a little money, probably more than I have, <laughs> I should spend. Um, but it's the whole point is not to cry over the, the money you lost, the point, the point is to get out of that environment that you're, 
that you're stressed in mm -hmm. and go to an environment where you can really let loose, where you can relax, uh, let off some steam. It's important, it's important. My advice that I always give people, especially uh, my family here that's running the, the restaurant, if you, if you play hard, work hard. And if you work hard, play hard. Celebrate the victories. That's important. Celebrate the victories. Gotcha. Next question for you is this. Maybe there's somebody who's listening or watching to this in a different country. Maybe someone's here in Anaheim or California. And they need some help. They want to buy a home. How would somebody get in touch with you directly to possibly maybe purchase a property or at least get some guidance? Sure. Um, I'm on uh, Instagram okay. under uh, Rick Martinez OC. Okay. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I think I, I go under Rick Martinez Real Estate Professional. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I can give my phone number. Um, uh, you can find me on the Remax website. I'm a Remax agent. I've been with Remax since 2005. Um, there are several ways if you want to find me. I'm glad to give anybody the time that they need to answer any questions about real estate. This is this is a business that I have been in for, as you can see, 20, 22 years. Yes, very sir. passionate about it. I know it very well, um, and um, I, I love I love helping people buy houses. It's um, it's getting harder, mm -hmm. without a doubt, but it is well worth the effort. And this is what I tell my buyers when I'm when we're looking for houses, and they get frustrated sometimes because we submit offers, they don't get accepted, uh, they get countered, and they get countered outrageous sometimes uh, mm -hmm. requests. And I say all this in a year when you're celebrating Christmas the first time in your house, or you're celebrating your first birthday in your new house, all this will be forgotten because there's something special about owning your own home. There's something special about being able to say, that's mine. And I don't have to pay rent and I don't have to follow rules and I can't not have a dog if I want one. I can have five dogs if I want. <laughs> I can have five renters if I want. If it's your house, you do what you want. And that's special, that gives you a lot of autonomy. It gives you a lot of pride. There is such a thing as pride of ownership and it's big. That's awesome, Rick. So your information will be included then in the bottom via a video or podcast so if anyone wants to contact you just you know i hope you could help them out because i know a lot of people need help i'd be glad to I'd um, be glad to. And, and i don't think i mentioned this but the way i met you i mean we 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 actually done some business and my family's done business with you and you've been providing an, an excellent service and helping us out and so that's one of the reasons that i'm here talking to somebody who i have some serious rapport uh, and trust with thank you and so I hope that uh, again I hope that people hear this podcast and I hope that they reach out to you thank you thank you sir